0: we can assure you that a little oil being spit out by a diffuser in the air has no effect a candle same thing i know there are people that will swear up and down that when they stopped using the diffuser or they stopped that candle their retention got better and maybe i would say because already their bond was so weak that that minor difference maybe did help so anytime you remove anything from the equation that could potentially weaken it yes that helps
1: Coming to you for the City of Roses. This is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and forelash Professionals. Thank you so much for
0: tuning in. Hey there. Hey. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. Yes. Welcome back. We're doing a couple of these. So we're just blowing through these all at one time, hanging out, having some fun. People don't care. They don't care. No, they don't care. How long. Just give me the learning. All right. We'll get to the point. We'll get to the learning. My goodness. Oh my gosh. All right. Today, what we're going to talk about, we're going to actually go and do some answer some questions. We had a couple of people reach out to us with um, one is really unique, by the way. And the other one is something we've covered, but I think not specifically in this way. So we're going to go back and cover that. So it's all about retention still. And one's well, actually one's retention and one's allergy. Mm. So we're going to do a twofer here. But before that, guys, I want to just do a quick run through for our, what do we have coming up? Well, we have right now, we want to ask you to first, if you create a TikTok or real and you do something that we've taught you or something you've learned from us, please tag us so that we can repost that, okay? Just go on there. It's a great way to help spread the love, help get more information out there, and help you to get more followers because people see you with us, and then they'll go and jump over and see you, and it'll be a great way to expand your base. So please go ahead and do that. Also, right now we're doing a podcast promotion, our review promotion, Mean that if you write a review on Apple Podcasts and screenshot it, And then post on your page and tag us. You'll be interested in drawing for free webinars for the rest of the year, as well as me some other goodies. So
1: it's just a. It's a little present. We're asking for presents. Yeah, we're asking
0: for presents. Yeah, it's, it's, this no, no. Is
1: cool. If you want to bless us with a present. Yes. Yeah.
0: That's the way you do it. Give us a review. So please do that. Also, our last allergy is out. It's out till, I believe, August 5th. And then we have our live Q&R. That's going to be on August 9th at 4 p.m. It's a Tuesday. And we'd love for you to be there. And uh, hopefully you buy that. It's only $97, guys. And it's a two and a half hours of just pure knowledge. that's going to make you the expert when it comes to dealing with the allergy and how to partner with a doctor which is really important not just having that information but having something that can be your ally to help you con tickets are still for sale at last I checked probably under 30 maybe at this point under 40 when I'm recording we'll see how it goes and then also we have our retention course coming up real soon I believe that Indianapolis may be sold out at this point but if not you can go check that's August 6th and 7th and it's $200 off we're in Vegas 27th, 28th in August October 15th, 16th in Washington November 19th, 20th in Boston and Los Angeles December 3rd and 4th. And if you
1: haven't made reservations for LashCon in Pasadena in November, you better do so.
0: Yeah, make your room reservations too. You should be looking for emails as we have the Hilton is basically sold out, but we are now working with other hotels nearby to get you discount rates. So be looking for emails on that if you are already bought your ticket. All right. So let's get into a couple things that people have reached out to us and asked. We had one lash artist, and I'm sorry, I feel bad. I should have written down their names. I feel horrible. I'd like to give credit where credit should be due, but I didn't. I just wrote down the question or sort of the question. Someone basically said, and this has been posted online, that there are people saying that oil and diffusers, which have oil in them, and even candles, I think I've seen this, will affect lash retention. And now I know we've talked about oil. We did a whole episode on oil. But we never talked, I don't know if we really talked about diffusers and candles and and other things that would be in the air that would mix with the glue or the adhesive and possibly cause retention to be less. So what's the story?
1: If you have a proper understanding of the way the adhesive works, you can understand this concept really easily. Cyanoacrylates bond through the process of anionic polymerization. Basically,
0: what we all know
1: shorthand for it is like a a tiny water molecule. Yeah, because it's got these ions in it, and basically the adhesive is like liquid paper clips. Right, they're all loose in the bottle, and as soon as they come in contact with that catalyst, the water, with the water, yeah, they stop being separate and liquid, but they link up and form a chain and becomes hard.
0: Like a plastic. Like
1: a plastic, a waterproof plastic, okay? So that process of anionic polymerization can also happen with oil. Oil can be a catalyst that can cause it to, so it doesn't inhibit it. It's not like an Elmer's glue where if you do mix oil into it, it can affect the
0: bonding properties. Because that's done by evaporation. Solvent evaporation. By basically the solvent leaving the glue, which then allows it to harden. This is where we're adding something in like H2O, which actually that's what helps it to harden. Likewise,
1: the oil can also be a catalyst to cause that rapid chain link, cross link polymerization. So it doesn't inhibit it. We also know that oil isn't an inhibitor because um, we've done anecdotal tests where we've actually coated people's lashes with oil. Um, My technique is a little bit different. It, It does get the best, Mechanical fit and the best bond. So, just having a little bit of oil or a lot of oil coating that lash does not inhibit how strong it is. However, if if you're doing a bond the way that most lash artists are, which is the smallest amount possible, really not both surfaces not fully wet or engaged, but just kind of dropping it Mm on, then anything is going to be an issue. And you're going to be looking for retention issues around every corner. And the list is many. I mean, at that
0: point, brushing your lashes becomes a threat to your lashes. Yeah,
1: washing your face. Putting oil on your face. It's not the oil. It's not the wash.
0: It's the weak bond. It's
1: the weak bond. Right.
0: But let me just clarify this because so people can see, we did videos, we showed posted, we did one that we did. And then there was another one, I think, um, for which lash company in China posted one where they showed someone's hand or finger covered in oil and they literally attached lashes to the finger that's covered in oil with Sineraclet on the lash and attach it to the hand so they showed that if you go back far enough on our instagram you'll see a couple videos where we show very clearly that you can cover someone's lashes or cover their hand with oil and it will still attach it doesn't affect retention secondly what i'm getting to is if that doesn't cause issues then we can assure you that a little oil being spit out by a diffuser in the air has no effect a candle same thing i know there are people that will swear up and down that when they stopped using the diffuser or they stopped that candle their retention got better and maybe i would say because already their bond was so weak that that minor difference maybe did help right because they don't do a good bond they do a very weak bond so anytime you remove anything from the equation that could potentially weaken it yes that helps you disagree with me, I guess. No, no, one.
1: I'm just, I'm agreeing with what you're saying, but I'm just thinking it's kind of like the Salem witch hunts. Like there's tests to find witches. Yeah. If you crack an egg and you try to make a muffin in the egg yeah. shell, that was a test for witches. I
0: thought it was if they, they, were, if they float, that means they're lying. Oh, yeah, yeah, duck. yeah. If
1: you kill the witch and it floats, then she was innocent.
0: Then she was innocent. Right. Or no, <laughs> it's a Monty Python thing. But anyhow, they said they, they, they try to weigh her against a duck and say, why are you weighing her against a duck? Well, ducks float. So um, if a witch floats to, I forget. Oh, I killed Something that Something like
1: that. Like if you have a potato <laughs> no peel and you put it on a wart, it makes it disappear. Yes. Okay. We all know that the potato skin does not kill the Veruca virus. Okay. Yeah. Er, not the Veruca. The Veruca? Well, Veruca is actually the Latin term for
0: wart. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Nice. Yeah. So is Veruca salt? Her name is wart salt? Yeah. I used to think that that name was. Good. I mean, it was pretty. <laughs> Veruca?
1: Do you guys know what we're talking about? It's no, Willy, no Wonka. Willy Wonka. Willy yeah. Wonka, the Veruca Salt. I want a golden goose and I want it now.
0: She was also a rock star, I think, right? Wasn't there a band called Veruca, Veruca Salt? Maybe. I think there was. Anyhow, we're really all over the place. Let's get back to The point
1: <laughs> is that somebody says, I used to use this balm that absorbs oil and now I get better retention. That's great. That, that's yeah. fantastic. I'm glad that you do. But the oil does not inhibit the bond. It doesn't.
0: Yeah, and I mean, the proof is in the pudding when we did those tests. And I want to encourage you, like anything we do, Go do the test. Take what we just said. Cover someone's lashes. What we did is one eye was covered with oil and we attached lashes to it and the other eye was not. And then we watched the retention. If you don't want
1: to actually do it on a client, do it on your hand. Do it now, on your, If you have a leg hair, coat it with oil and put a lash on it. Or so. like
0: a lot of people do, they put the strings across a cup and then they attach their fans. Why don't you put on one string oil all over the string and the other one leave it plain and then attach the lashes and see if it works. And
1: here's another experiment. Once you do those, put them in oil
0: and see if they dissolve. See if it breaks it down. they don't. Yeah, that's another thing However,
1: if the bond is so small that even just pouring the oil on it can break it because of the surface tension, then you know that it's the bond. It's not the oil.
0: Yeah. So that's one thing. So that was all about retention. Now let's talk about the allergy. And this is someone who came... I've never heard this before, and it's very interesting. And it's actually, they say it works. Someone said, um, she emailed me, says... What do you think of putting Flonase on someone's lashes before they get, I think they did before and after. I can't remember if it was both, or maybe they just did right after the end of the appointment. Flonase is meant to be put in your nose, and it's helped you. I actually use it, and it helps. uh, it's a steroid that helps you with allergies. Is it a steroid? I believe it's a steroid, yes. At least that's what she told me, and I didn't verify that before coming on the podcast. (laughs) So I love hearsay. Hearsay Uh is a great way to do Uh things. Anyway, it's Flonase. I know that. And basically Flonase is something I use and it works. It really, I can breathe much better since I started using that for the longest time. Tess wanted me to have surgery to fix my nose. And the doctor laughed, said, no, 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 just use this and you'll be fine.
1: <laughs> my response to everything is it's surgical. It's, it's surgical. Fix, yeah.
0: It. Fix it through surgery. Cut now, it out. I've had, I broke my nose a couple times. So Tess fi- figured my nose was messed up from one of those breakages. And I actually, uh, and it was not, it's just, she said, I think you're just suffering from allergies, which was you know, much more, much, more, i i appreciate that more because i didn't know i want surgery anyhow so i use flonase and so she says not her but she says i guess a friend or someone she knows uses flonase and it says it actually helps stop the allergy the person did not have an outbreak the next day which by the way as we now know there's two types of contact dermatitis there's allergic contact dermatitis and there's irritant Irritant comes and goes. It's based upon the condition of your skin. If your skin's irritated because maybe it's compromised, maybe it's a little weak, maybe it's dry, you've cracked. Been, yeah, it's
1: high altitude, you've been crying, you've been rubbing, that yeah. kind of stuff. It's,
0: it's just what it is. It, you're more susceptible to irritant contact dermatitis. And that's by far probably like 90, 95% of all cases fall into that category. Allergic contact dermatitis is a very small, even much smaller. We used to think it's like 3%. It's probably even less than 1%. And this is all comes from Matthew Cyrus, Dr. Cyrus, who speaking at LashCon, by the way. He shared with us, that whole thing behind that what's really going on and that is an allergy and almost nothing to do even with our protocols that we recommend it generally doesn't overcome that kind of allergy because it's so strong so anyhow so this person probably has irritant contact dermatitis most likely and flonase actually helped to stop the, the contact and test. so what do you think Tess what's going well, on
1: I reached out to Dr. Stout and I said hey what do you think about this by the mm-hmm. way with
0: Dr. Warren Stout in case you just found out you just heard of his name for the first time we've known him gosh since 2006 I think 7 and he's been really kind of like it was our, our in-house or our doctor what do we call um, medical director for many years with our salon and is considered one of the top if not the top ophthalmologist plastic os- oculofacial
1: ocul- plastic surgeon in the
0: world like he literally is graduate from Baskin Palmer, which is the number one eye school. He was top of his class. On top of that, he actually found a laser eye center at USC. So, really smart guy, knows this stuff, not just some run the mill, you know, country bumpkin doctor. No offense to you, country bumpkin doctors. I no, love that. he you. is
1: a professor at Keck School of Medicine. Yeah. USC. So,
0: all right. So, that's his credentials. Just so you know, this we're not just going to someone like, hey, my dad who, you know, got a doctor degree from some PC or junior college. You know, it's not like that. Yeah.
1: So his thoughts were that it is a preparation that is not intended for the eye, which could cause irritation. Yeah. So we didn't talk too much about the actual mechanics of the drug because the first thing that he couldn't get over was that it's a preparation that is not intended for the eye, which can cause irritations. It's off-label. It's off-label. You're using for
0: something that was never intended for and it's never been tested for. And that's where the real risk is. Do you really want to be putting something on your eyes? Yes. And this is why I do think it probably is a steroid, because it actually helped with the inflammation, which that's what steroids do. Yes,
1: but here's the thing. Like, I know that you can use... Cortisone. Well... You can use the Flonase like ad infinitum, meaning that mm-hmm. there's no restriction. Yeah, there's no, yeah, on there's no
0: restriction on your nose. Like that was one of the things I, because I've always was told, well, you, you don't want to use this because it becomes addictive and it becomes a problem. And the doctor said, no, 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 Flonase is totally safe. It has no addictive properties. You don't have to worry about it causing long-term issues. Yeah.
1: So then I don't know if it's a steroid. Yeah.
0: We'll, we'll look into that. But that said, it does help with inflammation in the nose. And that's probably why it helps with inflammation on the eyes, but it was never tested and tried for any long-term side effects that could be come from it. And if it is a steroid, let's just say for, let's just say for a second it is, well, we know that cortisone also helps with inflammation, and you cannot be putting cortisone on the eyes. Well, you don't want to don't because want to. over time it can cause cataracts. Exactly.
1: But, well, the big issue with steroids on the eyes is, shall I go into this? Shall I explain I don't know. Okay.
0: As long as it doesn't take an hour. (laughs) It won't take an
1: hour, but you know, they always say there can be complications using steroids for long-term use. Yes. So this is the issue with the eyeballs. 5% of the population, so you've got 100 people, five people out of that 100 group. We don't know who they are. You can't test. But if you put a steroid on their eye for an extended period of time, and the extended period of time is about three weeks on, over three weeks of constant daily usage. You put the steroid on those five people, the interocular pressure of their eyeball will increase. That's not a good thing because if there's more increased pressure, it puts pressure on the optic nerve. And that's kind of like what glaucoma is, which can cause problems with vision. And so we don't want to mess with vision at all, right? So we don't know who those 5% are. That's why- I do. Oh, do you? I know
0: I know all of them. Well, if you do, <laughs>
1: you could make a million, trillion, billion dollars. I, I
0: have, I, I'm going to start this You know why? Yeah.
1: Because then people would be able to put this medication on uh, over the counter, yeah, right? Yeah. But the reason why it's not is because of that 5%, right? Okay. So basically doctors treat everybody as if they do have it. Now, uh, okay. here's the thing. What are the long-term damages of this? The first thing is that there's none because immediately if you stop using the steroid for, let's say that week four, yeah. the intraocular pressure goes back to normal and there's no damage. Okay. Second of all, using steroids for that long is not a good idea, but they're. Designed to use for a short burst of time, yeah. two to three weeks max, right? Mm-hmm. The time frame that you're using a steroid for the irritation is only a couple of days, yeah. maximum a week. It says there on the label. Do not use past, you know, certain mm-hmm. time. So there is damage. I mean, there is a potential warnings Issues, yeah. to look out for. You might be one of that five percent. You might not. Most people aren't. 95 of those people of hundred don't have that issue. Yeah. But for the five who do, if you are using a steroid, topical steroid for that long, it can increase your pressure.
0: On the eye. That's on the eye. You can't do it. And that's why, aside from cataracts, which can come from cortisone, the bigger issue, I guess, is this the ocular pressure. And the same can happen with dexamethasone, which is why doctors… Um, only use it for a short time. Short time. Why we… They only will say, use it for two or three days, and that's it. Yep. And then you're done, and then you use it a month from now, two three days… And because it, 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 everything returns to normal immediately as soon as you get done if you only use it for a couple of days. So anyhow, that all said, going back to the Flonase, whether it has a steroid or not, it was never designed or made to be used for that. Our protocol that we came up with, not we, that Dr. Stout told us or informed us about using dexamethasone actually is for the eye. That actually has been tested. It's been tried. It's been done. We've been recommending it now for 15, 16 years, I think. And we've never had any issues. No one's had come back with any complications of any sort. It's been very safe. Dr. Stout has assured us that when our clients would go to him, he would take care of them and it was fine. So you can, you could use Flonase if you want. It, it works, it sounds like, for some people. I'm not advocating not that no. right now.
1: I'm sure that it does help with inflammation. Yeah. I'm
0: absolutely sure it does. again, it, it's, it helps just like a steroid or anti-inflammatory it deals with anti-inflammation. So that probably makes sense why it works on the eye. It helps subside the inflammation and so forth. But... It's not meant for that use. It's
1: not meant for it. I'm going to take a deeper look into it a little bit more. I'm going to see if I can reserve a little bit more of his time so that I can get a little bit deeper into that.
0: And I'll find Uh, out if it's a steroid.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Just real quick, I had a client come in yesterday who presented with swollen lids, and she had – and I explained to her what the protocol was. She didn't want to give the lashes up. She says, tomorrow's my birthday. I said, well, here's the thing. If you're allergic – and I think she's one of the slim few that is actually allergic. Mm-hmm. You're going to present tomorrow with red lids. And I said, you, it's an easy fix, very easy fix, but you have to see a doctor. She says, no problem. I have a concierge doctor.
0: Of course she does. And, and I <laughs> and
1: and I said, okay, you're going to tell the doctor two things. The first thing is I may have allergic contact dermatitis or irritant. And I told her about both. I said, the thing is, is that you don't need to know the difference and they're both treated the same way. Yeah. So I said, this could be just because of irritation. Well, she's got some other health issues going on. She's been rubbing her eyes. So I said it could be the dryness of that, or it could be that you're actually allergic. Yeah. Either way, it's treated the same. You're going to tell the doctor you may have allergic contact dermatitis. And the second one is that you're going to ask for a steroid. And I said, listen, doctors do not like to be told what to give because they're the doctor. But generally in the past, what's worked for our clients is a preparation of dexamethasone. You can ask for Tobradex. That's the actual brand name. It's Tobradex and Tobramycin. You don't need the antibiotic, but it comes together. Or one called Lodamax. But again, you don't get hung up on what it is that they're prescribing. They're going to tell you what is best for you.
0: Cool. And then, if you want to know more, if you want to know all the science and details and everything there is, go buy our class for our last allergy course where tusney sh- really shares in great detail about what cause of the allergy, how it happens, the science, all the different things that it isn't because we actually go through a lot of case studies. So that way you're not just educated about allergies, but you'll be educated about all the other potential side effects. And then we also talk about how to partner with a doctor. And that's a great one because it's really important. We've heard this many times. we people just to send them to doctors and doctors like, I don't care about lashes. Just take them off. No, it's true. It's
1: true. There are a brand of doctors that's just like, that doesn't do anything good. And they're very impatient with it.
0: No, they just want you, get you out of the room and move on to the next patient because really you're coming in and worrying about lashes. That's not something they care about. So get out of my room, take them off, you're allergic, move on. So the nice thing is if you go out there and you... Do a little work and do a little networking and you meet the right people. You can actually have a doctor who will be more than glad. By the way, they will want to partner with you because you'll bring them business. Oh yeah. And vice versa, you'll they'll bring you business. I
1: recommend that you find an optometrist. Yeah. Somebody who sells glasses and does eye exams because they have the time and they're usually your clients anyway, your demographic.
0: And they're more affordable too. Like ophthalmologist, a little bit more tired, usually a little bit more money and more difficult to get in. Like Dr. Stout was always difficult. Like if we had an emergency, he'd be there. But for just a regular allergy, it would be like, eh, sorry, he doesn't have time for that. You yeah. have to book him weeks in advance, if not months in advance. But optometrists, you can almost walk in. You can just literally just show up go, like, hey, I just need some help. And they'd be more glad. So yeah, and, th- and they're less threatening because they're, they're just trying to sell glasses.
1: Sell eye exam. And it's yeah. a great way. It's a great way to learn your your neighborhood ophthalmologist
0: yeah. or optometrist. Yeah, optometrist. And you, when you partner with them, they will send people to you because you're sending them clients. Next time they come in and they see someone with ugly lashes, they may be like, No, I know someone who does really nice lashes. Yeah, what Here's you, a card.
1: Yeah, what you do is you say, I need somebody that I can send patients to. Are you open to receiving referrals? Yeah. Everyone's going to be like, yes! You, yes. you buddy up with the, the front desk gals, you get them all hooked up, and then you've got a uh, advertisement right there.
0: All right. I think that's it. We got we got that one done. We talked about retention and we talked about allergies all in one episode. How cool is that? All right, guys. Thanks so much. That's a wrap. We are done. We are out of here. And I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at LashCast and at the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my Lash Llama Tusney, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.